today is really a special day. Um, my dad is here, and uh, you know, for those that don't know, my dad, uh, he was pastor of this church for 28 years, 27 years. Uh, was it 1989 or so? He came here. We came. I was a little boy. I remember when they were counting up the votes, I was the biggest jerk. And I said, I hope that you don't get enough votes. <laughs> I hope you don't get voted in. And when they voted him in, I ran out of the church crying. I grew up in the same school and knew all that. I was going to high school, and I was so upset. I'm sure there was a girl involved or something. I don't know, maybe. And I was so mad, and Richard Norris came and got me and said, hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. And I, I, this became my home then, and I love this church, and I love coming back. And, and I know some of you have asked and said, hey, how's your dad? I'm like, let's just bring him here in person so you can see him and talk to him. And, and I was like, come and preach for us. We want to hear from you. So, Dad, I love you. Um, I'm going to carry this on. We're going to finish the race. And uh, just come on up. Have your way. This is your house. So would you, would you bless him as he comes up? Yeah. You want up here? Thank you so much. You may be seated. It's an honor to be back home. I can't see you now. The lights are right here. <clears throat> and uh, Karen and I pray for you regularly. We pray for God to complete what he's begun at this church. I, uh, I love the spirit I feel here. Amen. I love the praise and worship. Thank you, guys. You all do a great job wherever you went. And uh, it's good to see a lot of new people. And I, uh, I can tell you the Lord doesn't want the church to stay the same. He wants it to grow. And so it's your job to help grow the church. Amen. <clears throat> well, I, uh, I've been fighting a whatever, so if I have to stop and cough a little bit, forgive me. Uh, I want to I want to give you maybe a prophetic word here today. Uh, turn to Joshua chapter three, verse number four, the latter part of that. Have y'all uh, Have y'all seen Karen yet? Stand up. She's lost some weight. She's uh, She's almost skinny again. I'm jealous. I picked up what she lost. <laughs> uh, what you've done with the building is really neat. I really like it. It's very modern. It's not what I would have done, but that's why you did it again, because you undid what I did, and, and it looks nice. It's very inviting and very, I like the layout here. It's, it's sharp. Uh, Jared, you're doing a good job, and Amen. and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you and Kyle. <clears throat> Lots of things I could say. Uh, it's good to see faces that I'm familiar with and that have been a blessing to us through the years. And uh, thank you for remaining faithful in the church. Um. I want to take the latter part of verse number four in chapter three, 
where the Lord spoke to Joshua, and, and Joshua then told the people, we're going where you've never been before. And let's paraphrase it. You have not been this way before. Since Jared asked me a while back to come, I've been asking the Lord, what do I bring? You know, you guys are used to good teaching and preaching. And what do I bring that can encourage you and maybe help motivate you for the future? And this is all the Lord gave me. So uh, I, I, uh, I may be like Liz Taylor told her seventh husband, I won't keep you long this morning. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I want to focus on that scripture for a few moments. You have not passed this way before. Everybody say that. You have not passed this way before. Now, the word of the Lord came to Joshua and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, we can dwell on what was or what used to be or what we remember, or we can allow our minds to look towards something we have never seen before. We have yet to see all of the greatness of God, and we have yet to see what God can truly accomplish through us. We had, we've had some great years here. You guys are contending for revival, and some of you can remember about 10 years worth of, of a revival atmosphere that this church had. We, we saw a lot of healings and miracles. We saw a lot of salvations. Uh, every service was dynamic. There was something fresh and new. And like uh, Pastor Jared said, we go through seasons. We don't understand why those things kind of fade away. I, I could tell you some stories of a lot of resistance we had to revival. I can tell you stories of leaders in the church who didn't like it. Uh, if you remember the kids coming around the front and dancing and, and uh, well, I was told we need to stop that. That, that, that was ridiculous. And, and there was a lot of things that happened. And we can look back and, and focus on what was. I, I'll never forget the Sunday night, and again, some of you remember, when uh, in the service, the Spirit of God began to move, and they brought a blind girl up here. Uh, uh, Debbie, she might have been with you that night. I don't remember who, who brought her. They brought her up to be prayed for, and we started praying for her, and she began to see things. <clears throat> and, and she began, I was wearing a tie in those days. You can tell that was a long time ago. Uh, uh, she began to describe my tie. She began to describe me, and had never she she had never seen, and so she she wasn't seeing clearly, but she was seeing, and uh, I I remember we prayed for her for about twenty or thirty minutes, and it was powerful, and at the end of the service, I was a little bit disappointed because she didn't see completely. And the friend who brought her came up and said, but you don't understand what just happened here. Uh, her eyes are not real eyes. They're prosthetic. And she was seeing through eyes that were not real. Well, it's good to remember those things. It's good to remember that uh, we saw a move of God. I'll never forget one morning, uh, on a Sunday morning, when a lady asked me to pray for her. She had a cancer on her nose about the size of the end of your thumb. And, and we commanded that thing to dry up. That was on Sunday morning. Thursday morning, about 7.15 in the morning, my phone at, at home rings, and she's on the other end just hollering and carrying on. And I said, what happened? She said, I went to wash my face, and that cancer fell off in the sink. I have new skin where that, and sure enough, Sunday morning, there was your, <clears throat> we can remember those things. 
and I'm not going to take you down the path of memory, but as he mentioned a while ago, it's good to remember what God did. And if God did it, the same God is alive today. And what I believe the Lord is wanting me to tell you is it's okay to remember that. I remember with fondness a lot of the things that happened. There's some things that happened I don't want to remember. Amen. But I don't want to continue to live in the past. I don't want to continue to think about what happened back then. Because the Lord's telling you and he's telling this congregation today that he wants to take you where you've never been before. Moses, my servant's dead. Now, there was nobody like Moses. Nobody led like Moses. Moses talked to God face to face. Moses did so many miracles, it was phenomenal. We know the miracles he did to cause them to be freed out of Egypt. But then he comes to the Red Sea. And the psalm says that the sea saw him extend his rod and the seas obeyed. Since when does water have eyes? Moses, the great man of God, who again spoke to God face to face, saw tremendous miracles happen. But one day, Moses was no longer. And God comes to Joshua and says, Moses, my servant's dead, and you are the man. (laughs) It's time for you to lead this congregation. I am convinced that God is saying to us, it's great to hear the miracles of the past, the things that took place. It's great to hear all of those. And, and they, 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 it is a spirit of prophecy. It tells us if God did it then, he'll do it now. But I hear the word of the Lord saying to the church today, come on, I'm going to take you where you've never been. I'm going to show you what you've never seen. I'm going to allow the things to happen that you've only dreamed of. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered your heart what God has in store for you. Somebody say amen in the house this morning. Look at somebody say, get ready for the supernatural. The Lord said, in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. We're looking for the outpouring of the spirit of God in immeasurable quantities. I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm not trying to figure out who all of these things are in the book of Revelation. I read in the book where it said in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I'm looking for the outpouring of the spirit of God. And as we see the spirit of God begin to move, we're going to see things happen we have never seen before. Get ready for it. Look at somebody say, get ready for it. I've been stuck for a number of weeks in Romans chapter 8. Now, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I've read Romans chapter 8. But something began to stir in my spirit. Uh, in, that, in that chapter, it said, creation groans for the manifestations of the sons of God. Why do we always put that in the future? Well, we know when Jesus comes back to the earth, he's going to rule the earth with a rod of iron, and we're going to rule and reign with him, and everything's going to be wonderful and beautiful, and then God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And, and we start, but that's not what that scripture's saying. What God is saying is even creation today is crying out for men and women of God to step up and take their place and allow God to begin to manifest himself through their lives in ways they could never imagine. Jesus comes on the scene. What does he do? He begins to speak. He speaks to a tree and it dies. 
<laughs> he takes bread and breaks it, blesses it, and it multiplies. He speaks to water and wind and waves, and they have to obey. He walks on water, and it has to submit to his authority. He commands Peter to get out of the boat and walk to him. And at the words of Jesus, the water supports and sustains Peter as he begins to walk. On, are you getting this this morning? So what God is saying to us today, and I believe Romans 8 is, is an indication of it. It's time for us to begin to speak to those things. Are you listening? Speak to those things that are in opposition to the things of God. Speak to those obstacles and issues that have arisen in your life. It's time for us to begin to act like Jesus acted. Jesus said the things you've seen me do and greater things than these shall you do because I go to the Father and he's going to send you the comforter. We believe with all of our heart that the last days of the church are going to be greater than anything in history. We believe there's a harvest time coming such as we have never seen. And we cannot in these days afford to limit God in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I've been in places where the people would say, we can't build a church here. It's too hard. It's too difficult. There's too much of this and too much of that. What we've done is we've limited God. I never forget in Africa when I was there the first time. I watched the church do so many things with so little. And I said to my host, it's amazing to me how you guys get so much done with so little. And he said something so profound to me. He said, we have learned never to measure the giant. But recognize how great and how big our God is. Sometimes we measure, we spend more time measuring the impossibilities, measuring the obstacles and the mountains in front of us. But Jesus said, if you got faith, and I heard it quoted this morning, like that of a grain of a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and say, be thou cast into the sea, and it has to happen. Now, here's what I believe God is wanting to say to this church. God's looking for somebody who's willing to start speaking. Not a blabbermouth. Come on. Somebody who by faith will begin to walk in what the Bible says we can do. And begin to act on what the Bible says we can do. Amen. We can throw in the towel and give up and say it's never going to happen. Or we can rise up in the name of the Lord and say we're going to see it happen. Our attitude must be like the spirit of Caleb. Caleb says, give me my mountain. It's been 45 years and I'm still able to take my mountain. 45 years later, there are more giants on the mountain than there were 45 years earlier. But Caleb says, give me my mountain. I'm going to take it. And he took the mountain. Giants are going to continue to multiply in front of us. Mountains are going to continue to rise in front of us. Our society is not going to get any better. The government's not going to help us. They can't help themselves. 
We've got mass confusion everywhere we look. There's gross immorality, gross injustice everywhere we look. It's time for the church to be the church and the people of God to stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, we're going to change this culture. In the name of Jesus, we're going to do something about this. In the name of Jesus, we're going to call down these strongholds. In Jesus' name, it's going to happen. going to happen. You see, we owe our world an encounter with God. We'll say that again. We owe our world an encounter with God. Don't tell the world the miracles that God used to do. Show the world the miracles God is doing and what he's capable of doing. We owe ourselves uh, to fulfill the destiny that God says we can have. If Romans 8 says that God's looking for somebody who will even stand in the path of nature itself. I know God established the laws of nature, but when Jesus came, he just stepped all over the laws of nature. Are you listening to me? And what God is saying today, I'm looking for a man, woman, boy, and girl who will stand up and be strong and have courage enough Courage enough. Look at somebody say he's talking about you now. Courage enough to say it's not going to stay like this. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. So how do I change it? I change it through prayer. I change it through faith. I learn the word. I ask God to give me an ear that's sensitive to the spirit. I follow and obey the spirit. When the spirit speaks, I obey. I don't rationalize. I don't try to argue. I just obey. Are you listening to me this morning? God's looking for somebody who will act by faith, believing that he is able Ephesians 3.20, unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all, you can even ask or think according to that power that works inside of you. The world around us is groaning for a revelation of a real God. The world is groaning today. And God is looking at Fire Life Church and said, I want you to be that church in this city. I want you to be one of my churches that I'm raising up that changes and transforms a community. Listen, if you don't begin to change and transform your community, you're no better than a social club. You get together every Sunday and you pat each other on the back and feel good about each other. You can't live like that. You've been placed here for a reason. When David comes to see the battle uh, against the Philistines, he looks around and everybody's hiding. And here's what David said. Is there not a cause? Come on. Come on. on. Isn't there anybody here that'll fight this guy? Is there anybody here that'll say, I'm not going to hide. I'd rather be dead than hide. Hmm. Come on. Is this all right this morning? I may not be back for another humpteen years. <laughs> mm. Is there not a cause? Homosexual agenda is running rampant. There has to be a cause against it. Don't get quiet on me. You know the biggest problem our kids are having today in our youth camps? Transgender, 
homosexuality. Kyle, my son-in-law, told me, said we're fighting that battle more with kids than we've ever fought before because they're being told everything's okay. They're being told you can do what you want. You were born that way. People are so confused today, they don't know what sex they are. Ask the doctor. Come on. Come on. Our world is turning upside down, and we wring our hands, and we... It's terrible. When we need to rise up in the name of Jesus and say, we're going to pull down these strongholds. God's not looking for a political agenda. He's looking for a church. Can I say that again? He's not looking for a political agenda. He's looking for a church. A church that will rise up and say, not in my community. Not these kids. We're not going to let them go to hell. Nobody's going to go to hell on our watch. We're going to speak the truth. We're going to do it in love and mercy and compassion, not in condemnation. We're going to, we're going to love people, but we're going to pray against the spirits of darkness. We're going to rise up against principalities and powers that have come. We're going to fight the good fight of faith, and we're going to see things accomplished because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Somebody say mighty through God. Pulling down strongholds. Casting down those evil imaginations that exalt themselves against the things of God. It's up to you and me to stand in the gap and make up the hedge that our land not be destroyed. I was sitting in Lagos, Nigeria in a church in a 6 o'clock morning prayer meeting about a thousand people crying out to God. And God spoke to me and he says, you guys are always trying to organize denominations, operations. He said, I'm just looking for a man or a woman who will stand up and say, not in my city. No, he said, and then the Lord walked me through scripture where every time the whole nation would be messed up and God would raise up a man. And when I say a man, I'm talking about women too. And God would raise up a man. I mean, there's a boy that's grinding meal at night because he's afraid to do it during the day. And an angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. Well, you couldn't have proven it before, but God called him what he was. Not what everybody thought he was. Or not even what he thought he was. And God's calling you today what he knows you are. His power inside of you is everything you need. Greater is he, I'm going to quote it again, that is in you than he that is in the world. And the power of God is looking for a conduit to manifest itself through. God is looking for a man or a woman who will stand up and say, not in my town, not in my family, not in my house. We're not going to allow it to take place. We're going to pray until something changes. Now we pray a little bit. And if nothing changes, then we go on our way and say, well, Lord, help us to learn to cope. God, forgive us. God, forgive us. May there be a warrior spirit break out. May there be a warrior spirit come inside of us. May we roll up our sleeves and say, not on our watch. We may be like Eliezer standing in the middle of a mean patch. And we fight with a or Shamgar, who fights with a prod, a stick. 
With that stick, he killed 600 Philistines. Lord, make a stick out of me. Look at somebody. May God make a stick out of you. Come on. So, so you're not too old. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too sick. You're not too broke. You're not too busy. Come on. You're not too whatever. But Lord, I'm shy. Well, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Get a new infilling of Holy Ghost. And when you get full of Holy Ghost, you won't be so shy. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Let's just stop making excuses and let's start doing. Let's stop making excuses and let's start being. The power of God resides inside of us. There's an authority that God has given us that even demons recognize. When you get up in the morning, demons are to say, look out, he's up again. Look out. Look out. So I came today to challenge you that you're not going to walk where you've walked before. And things aren't going to be like they were before. The Lord told me that the revival that's coming is going to look different than the revivals we've seen in the past. I was born, literally, in revival. My grandfather's church was in revival for years and years and years. Every service, people were saved. There, were, there was a move of God, miracles, healings, deliverances, mighty things happened. And, and when you've had a taste of that, nothing else will work. And so here's what I believe the Lord's saying to me. I'm about to give the church a revival. And it's going to impact communities. It's going to impact families. It's going to impact cities. I'm going to bring a move, I hear the Lord saying, that cannot be hidden. That won't be manipulated by man or woman. It'll be Holy Ghost move of God. And I say to this congregation, you get ready. Because God's about to take you where you've not been before. Some of you may remember some of the good old days, we call them. But I believe there are better days ahead. There are better times ahead. <clears throat> and when we bought this building, the Lord gave us a vision. This is a temporary. Now it's been temporary for the last eight or ten years. But, you know, sometimes it takes a little time for us to get in order for God to do what he wants us to do. I believe the future, you expand next door, you build it. There's a possibility of seating over 850 over there in one setting. So, well, we certainly don't need that. Well, we don't need that kind of attitude of spirit. We need one that says, come on. This community has grown around us. I mean, every time I drive through, I haven't been here in a while. And every time I drive through, I'm going, wow, there's not hardly a vacant lot anymore. They put up apartments and houses, and these aren't cheap houses. This area is growing like crazy. We can't sit here hidden on the corner. Come on. you got to begin to think, how does God want me to touch my community? What does God want to do in this community? Is God able? 
I can take you back in times past where God would save one family or one man and that one man began to win people after people after people after people and it wasn't long until the church was exploding because God saved one man. Who knows what God is capable of doing? Unto him, Ephesians 3.20 needs to become your theme scripture. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all you can even ask or think according to that power that works inside of us. Don't be reticent. Don't pay, uh, pray mamby-pamby prayers. Amen. I'm so mad at the way we pray sometimes. We have somebody that's sick. And they're terminal, and we pray, well, Lord, if it's your will, would you heal them? What kind of stupid prayer is that? He said, by his stripes we were healed, and we are healed. We accept things we don't have to accept. Are you listening to me? So I want to challenge you as a congregation this morning. Get ready for something bigger and better. Prepare yourself to be used of God like you've never thought you could be used. Be ready to step in. Command creation itself to change. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Be ready for God to do things you can't imagine. You can't imagine. I want you to bow your heads. I'm going to give it to Pastor in a minute, but I'm going to get out here where I can see you. Now, what I brought to this morning is so simple, but so powerful. What can God do if we will? Now, I wonder this morning, how many of you say this message challenged me and I recognize that I need to change the way I think? Lift your hands all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stand with me, please. Do you want me to do what I want to do here? <laughs> Always. I believe I'm supposed to pray over you this morning that the Spirit of God will begin to awaken, awaken you. If you raised your hand or you know you should have raised your hand, I want you to come stand here. Come stand here. Hallelujah. God gave us the key. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their lands. How many of you know our land needs a healing? need a healing. When I watch the politics that are going on in Washington, I want to throw up. God help us somehow. And the Lord told me, he said, I want you to begin to pray that something will change. If you recall a few months ago, when New York City passed, the New York State passed a law that you could abort a baby even after birth. We prayed on a Saturday night right after that. And I said, we're going to pray that God will begin to impact New York where it hurts the most. Money. The very next week, 
they canceled that billion, multi-billion dollar deal from Amazon. And was it like a $15 million billion dollar deal? And it hurt them. And the Lord said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. There's a healing coming to our land. God's going to move. We're going to see injustice change. We're going to see inequities, iniquities resolved. You that are standing here, lift your hands to heaven. I'm going to begin to pray over you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I release right now a spirit of truth to recognize that he who has begun a great thing in us is able to complete it. I release the confidence and the faith to know that all things are possible through Christ Jesus. I release right now a boldness and a new infilling of Holy Spirit and a boldness and an empower that empowers the church. I pray that from this day forward, the church is never the same. I pray, God, that we begin to attempt things we never attempted before. May we, by faith, by faith, begin to step into the enemy's territory and take back what has been stolen from us. May we, by faith, pull down strongholds. May we, by faith, wrestle against spirits that are in high places. May we, by faith... Fight a good fight of faith. Put a boldness in us, God, to accomplish the impossible. May we recognize that it may seem impossible with man, but with God all things are possible. And Lord, I release Holy Spirit to quicken, Holy Spirit to empower, Holy Spirit to allow us to see like you want us to see and walk like you want us to walk and act and talk like you want us to act and talk. May your strength and your grace be mighty upon your church. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on now, take a moment and cry out to God. Jared. I'm going to pray for two more things. One of them, we're going to pray for Joel before today's his last Sunday for maybe a, a long time, maybe forever. We don't know. He's about to move off to a new school season. So we're going to pray for him. But before we do, um, and then we're also going to take up an offering for anyone that wants to give. But I want us to pray for strategies yeah. because 
every time they went into war, God would give them this crazy, weird strategy. Sneak in at night and cut the Achilles tendon of all the horses of their, because they have horses and you don't. Sneak in and do this or take some pitchers and put a torch in it and throw it on the ground and scream. Like weird stuff. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, And so walk around the walls of this city. Don't talk when you walk. Just walk. It doesn't, they're not war strategies. It's not like these great war strategies. It's just do what I tell you to do. And so I think going forward, personally, we need strategies, and then corporately, we need strategies. So would you join me and pray? God, we ask that you would give us wisdom and give us strategies. Uh, we're not asking for, like, noble plans. <laughs> we're just asking for you to tell us what to do, and we will say, yes, sir. God, I ask that you give us strategies for our our families, strategies that we can create dynasties in our family of sons and daughters that know you. And God, give us as a church strategies on how to reach the lost. Yes, some of it's really simple. Just preach the gospel. Be, Be Jesus. Some of that's simple, but then there are also strategies involved. And we're asking for you to give us these strategies. We feel like some of these are in the works. Some of them you've probably already told us in dreams or visions, and they didn't make sense to us, God, I ask that you would give us the understanding. (laughs) I had some really distinct dreams that have become strategies for my life. Like, specific. And I don't remember my dreams. I usually, if I fall asleep, I'm out. I'm a rock, man. I'm gone. And there are these, these two specific dreams I'm thinking of right now that have become literal strategies on how I'm living my life now. I'm talking with layers and wisdom and direction and guidance in these dreams. And so I pray that God would give you dreams and visions. Like he always instructs people in the dreams. And so we ask that God would do that for you. Joel, would you come right here to the, to the front? Some guys, I want y'all to just join around him. Ladies, you can as well. And we just want to bless Joel. I'm going to pray from here, but would you stretch your hand if you don't want to come up to the front? Joel, thank you. First of all, thanks for being here. We've really enjoyed getting to know you, and uh, it's not going to be the same without you. We're going to miss you, and we love getting to know your family. This isn't goodbye. So, um, Father, we just bless Joel. Hmm. We just speak. I pray a father pray over him, that you would go before him and open doors that need to be opened and close doors that need to be shut. Bring the right relationships into his life, the right job openings into his life. Help him to find the right city, the right church, God. All those things that are really important for his future. God, we pray for those things now. We pray that you would go with him, make things work out well. I love how he was saying how happy accident he had as he just decided to make this phone call. It was a happy accident. God, that's your favor on his life. And we declare that over him that that will be his testimony. I'm just going to do it. God, bring the right woman into his life. (laughs) Make him the right man for her. And just keep him in your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we love you, Joel. Bless you. Come here. Hey, I'm as tall as you. <laughs> you stay down there. I'll be as tall as you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, if we have a couple of buckets, we're going to put some buckets up here up front. I just want to um, 
I want to say this as well. Every Sunday morning at 9.45, we're, we're praying right here. So join us for prayer. 9.45 every Sunday morning. All right? So we have a bucket somewhere. Rodney's getting it. Thank you, Rodney. Well, again, thank you for being here. If you would like to give a gift uh, for, for, for Pops, this is what I, I've, I've always called him that. I don't know why. Uh, for Pops, if you want to give him a gift, then, then everything that comes in will go to him. And we just want to bless him. Thank you for the word. We do receive that. It is a word for us now. We know it's 100% true. Mandy and I were even having talks last night. Like, we, this is, we can't do what we've always done. This has got to be different. And uh, so, yeah, we received that word. And when, when I came back, the Lord told me to finish the dreams of my father, and then he would give me my own dreams. And so we're going to find out what all those dreams are, and we're going to finish them. And then I'm going to do my stuff, and I'm going to hand it to my sons and granddaughters and whatever else comes along. Amen. So, God, I just pray that you would bless my mom and dad. I, I pray that your hand would continue to be on their life. I pray, God, that, that this generational favor that's been on our family to serve you, to know you, will continue with the grandkids, with my sons and with the sons and daughters to come, that we would know you and love you and that we would serve your purposes on the earth as Levites. God, I pray for their health. I pray for their finances. I pray for their church. I pray that good things would happen, that they would have revival at university in Waxahachie as well, God, that there would be a revival there that would, that would bring Sagu, Southwestern, back to its roots. Hmm. We love them and we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for being here. Uh, hang out as long as you want, and uh, we just bless you. Pray that good things happen. If you need prayer for something specific we didn't hit today, we hit a lot of stuff. But if we didn't hit the one thing you need, come to the front and we will meet you and pray for you. Again, thanks for being here. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.